0: what's up guys this is dan from fitness pain free and today we are going over why elbows dislocate during the snatch and what to do about it let's get into it Welcome to the Fitness Pain Free Show, where I help physical therapists learn how to get their clients out of pain and back to training in the gym. My name is Dan Fo, and I'll be your instructor. I'm a physical therapist, coach, and fellow media. I love training just as much as you do and want to help you get all of your patients out of pain and back to the gym where they belong. First, before we get going, thank you so much for your support watching the Fitness Pain Free Show. You allow me to do what I love for a living. My name is Dan Pope. I am a physical therapist, coach, personal trainer, and meathead. I love exercise. I love spreading this information. I am passionate about this. And you listening to me today allows me to fulfill what I love. <clears throat> This is the Fitness Pain-Free Show, where we help coaches and physical therapists like you get your patients out of pain and back to training. If you're listening to this on YouTube, please, please, please hit that like button, comment below, and subscribe to the channel. It helps me out greatly. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, please consider rating and reviewing this if you enjoy it. It really helps me out. So if you want to go that extra mile and support the channel even further, please consider su- subscribing to my premium membership, Fitness Pain for Insiders. It's a comprehensive educational resource and toolkit for the fitness and rehab have professional so I think Netflix but for trainers and physical therapists it's premium content from yours truly I make all the content on there and it's similar content to the show but way more in depth it's updated monthly I've been updating this thing for the past five or so years and there's a lot on there there's a hundred plus webinars ebooks and complete guides you also have access to a private Facebook group to have all of your questions answered by me you also get a chance to decide upcoming podcast topics so if there's something you really want to learn more about hear me go in depth about let me know. I can do that. And you can get started for just $1 for a week-long trial. And after that, it's a recurring membership of $9.99, all right? You can cancel anytime. any time, all right? I won't be uh, upset if you do. And if you want to get started, all you need to do is head to fitnesspainfree.com, click on the Programs link, and then click on the Fitness Pain-Free Insiders Online Library and get started. So first and foremost, a little bit of a disclaimer. Uh, I am not an expert in this type of injury. I don't study Olympic weightlifters who dislocate their elbows, follow them through their rehab, collect the data, and then make research about this, all right? What I will say is that there's also little to no evidence in elbow dislocations in Olympic weightlifting. So these are my own ideas and proposed solutions to the issue. Um, Although I'm sure we're not gonna be able to prevent all of these injuries, at least we can reduce the risk somewhat. Okay, the other piece I want to say is that these elbow, excuse me, elbow dislocations are relatively uncommon, although we end up seeing them on big stages. So at the Olympics and more recently at the CrossFit Games. So um, they do pop up from time to time, uh, especially if you've been around Olympic weightlifting for long enough, you've probably seen one of these injuries. So in Olympic weightlifting injuries are relatively low. So 2.4 to 3.3 injuries per every 1000 hours of training. So I just want to say first and foremost that the injuries in Olympic weightlifting are already quite low. Um, And on top of that, generally the elbow is not the most commonly injured area. Usually that's going to be the shoulder and the knee. And if you start looking through some of the research in Olympic weightlifting, usually the elbow's in the top five, but it doesn't really sit in top three, okay? And the other thing is that for the elbow injuries that do occur in Olympic weightlifting, they're definitely not all dislocations, okay? It's not like if you get any sort of injury in your elbow at Olympic weightlifting, it's going to be your elbow blown apart, okay? So let's get that straight to start. So secondly, how do elbow dislocations actually occur? So generally... Most dislocations occur posteriorly or backwards, right? And what's this mechanism of injury? Usually folks are falling on an extended elbow. Often this is combined with a valgus force, right? We'll talk about that a little bit later. the semilunar notch dislocates posteriorly from the humerus. And you can see that image over here to the right. So what does this mean with Olympic weightlifting? So in the snatch, our elbow is obviously extended fully, right? And then if we have a valgus force that is imposed on the elbow, we can get a dislocation. So this is Mike Service here, an Olympic weightlifter. His elbow is locked out, and his elbow pit is facing more or less up, which you can't really see in this image right here. But if we have a force going directly forward this way, that would be a valgus force on the elbow. It's a direction that the elbow wasn't really designed to take a lot of force, right? And sometimes that can lead to an injury. So there are a lot of good injury videos on YouTube. If you want to take a look, I've included some of those videos in the reference section. So we've seen that um, in the Olympics, multiple Olympics, 2012, 2008, more recently with uh, Brooke Wells at the CrossFit Games. So... So why do we think these elbow dislocations occur? Well, again, this is just my thought, right? So my thoughts as a physical therapist who deals with these from time to time, I think it has something to do with the direction the elbow is facing when we catch a snatch, right? So when I talk about the elbow pit, I'm talking about the anticubital fossa, right? So this is my elbow here, and this would be the inside of my elbow, and this would be the anticubital fossa, which is currently facing up, okay? Okay. Now, if I have my shoulder internally rotated, over here it's more or less externally rotated, then the elbow pit or the anticubital fossa is facing forward. Okay? So here's the thing if I have my elbow pits facing up, when I catch a snatch, that force is more or less directed down, right? So that force is trying to bend my elbow, which is a direction my elbow generally goes. Now, besides maybe missing that snatch or not being as strong as possible, it's not probably going to hurt my elbow, right? But if I have my elbow pit facing forward, and now I have the medial elbow facing down, this is going to impart a valgus force, which is the perceived, it's the theoretical mechanism of injury as to why these elbow dislocations occur. All right, so it stands to reason if I catch a snatch and I have my medial elbow facing down, if I have my antecubital fossa facing forward, it's going to be a little bit more valgus force that may increase the risk of me dislocating, right? Especially at a maximal load. So here's the thing. A lot of coaches will actually teach this elbow pit forward or shoulders internally rotated. Now, why would you ever do that? Well, for one, it may actually increase a little bit of stability to the snatch, right? To the joint. So the elbow isn't supposed to bend this way, all right? So if I take my elbow and face it so the medial side is down, I actually have my UCL taking a lot of those forces, right? Locking out that elbow. I may be in a little stronger position there, right? So it might be something that my coach actually teaches me. It may be the reason why I have a little bit more force in that area. Okay, so there are a variety of reasons as to why you may assume this position, that elbow pits forward and down. And like I said, some of that might actually be technique. I know some very high level coaches that really like that technique, right? The other piece is that if I really push my head through aggressively, which a lot of coaches will teach in the jerk, as well as a snatch, that may cause my shoulder to internally rotate and that will bring my medial elbow down. And we'll talk about why that may occur in a bit, but again, that's to create some stability at the elbow. The elbow isn't meant to bend that way. So if I put my medial elbow down, my UCL is going to help to stabilize that joint, right? Maybe I can lift a little more load that way. Okay. Here's where things get a little bit confusing. So from a mobility perspective, I may fall into shoulder internal rotation because I don't have enough mobility at the shoulder joint itself. Okay. So here's the thing your lat muscles, your pec muscles, and the shoulder capsule can all limit overhead mobility. Okay. Now, those are going to be internal rotators of the shoulder. The capsule is a passive restraint, it doesn't actually cause any motion. But if I want to try to slack my lat, slack my pec, or slack my shoulder capsule, I'm going to internally rotate the shoulder joint. So if I'm trying to get my arm fully overhead into abduction, And I need to get more motion into abduction, but I don't have enough. My shoulder can internally rotate to slack those structures, all right, and get my arm more overhead. Now, what that does is internally rotating the shoulder will cause the medial elbow to face down, right? The elbow pit will face forward. And this can increase some of those valgus forces on the elbow like we talked about, right? Now, the same exact thing occurs if I'm lacking some ankle, hip, or spine mobility. If I don't have the mobility in those structures, I'm going to have to abduct or flex my shoulder more to get that bar over my head. And again, we sometimes get that by internally rotating the shoulder and then exposing the medial elbow to valgus forces, right? The last piece is that if I don't have enough strength to get out of the hole in the snatch, I may tip my torso forward. In order to get out of the hole and that's going to hyper abduct the shoulder cause that shoulder internal rotation and put the elbow pit forward and increase those valgus forces on the elbow hopefully I said this adequately because it is kind of complicated but the thing to keep in mind is that you can have the elbow pit facing forward for a variety of reasons it could be just a technique issue that was taught by a coach at some point. It could be because you're, excuse me, because you're lacking mobility somewhere, and that could be the shoulder or anywhere else down the train, or excuse me, uh, chain. And lastly, it could be for strength reason, reasons, right? So we have to be able to differentiate between the reasons why this technique is occurring, so we can address it and fix it, right? So the last piece, and I've seen a few people hurt their elbow um, directly because of this, I believe. Is just due to bar path issues, right? So when I catch a snatch, more or less, I want the bar to come straight up, and then the bar is going to want to come straight back down again. And when I catch it, I want the bar to come straight back up again, all right? Now, that's not 100% true. If you look at bar path of elite, elite Olympic weightlifters, when they pull the bar up off the floor, it kind of comes in towards the hip a little bit, and then comes out again, and once they catch it, the bar comes backwards again, so once more. Uh, but overall, you're looking for the bar to come up and down. And what that means is that you're going to have a lot of forces that are going to go superior up and inferior down. So when the bar is coming down, you have to catch it. All those forces are coming straight down towards the floor, right? And like I said before, if we have the elbow pit facing up, then that is um, creating a flexion force on the elbow in the direction that the elbow is supposed to bend, all right? So we are minimizing valgus forces on the elbow if the bar comes straight up and straight back down again. However, if my bar path is off and that bar is caught maybe a little forward or a little backwards or if I'm off balance somewhat, then what happens is that now some of these forces are going to go anterior to posterior. And if my elbow is facing in that direction, I'm going to get some valgus or varus forces there, right? And I've seen one athlete, who was trying to catch a snatch was coming out of the hole bars coming forward and they run forward to try to catch the uh, bar and had to stop abruptly because there's another barbell in front of them and then dislocated their elbows as a, forward, or as a um, uh, because of that. So what probably happened was that she was coming out of the hole and tried to move forward, And then had to stop abruptly, and those forces go from, you know, up and down to forward and backwards, and that's kind of the uh, same direction of valgus and varus forces at the elbow in that position, and the elbow dislocates, right? So what does that mean? It means we probably need to optimize the bar path, and that's going to decrease some of the valgus force on the elbows, right? So what are the other causes of injury? Um, I preach this all the time. The reason why we get hurt is multifactorial. It's not just that your technique is off and that's why I got hurt. And if you have perfect technique, you'll never get hurt. That's not true whatsoever. Okay. There's a lot of variables coming into play. So you have too much total volume of training. This can cause issues. Maybe if you have too much intensity, so the weights are too heavy, that leads to problems. If you have a spike in either volume or intensity, that can lead to issues as well. If you have prior injuries, the one athlete I did treat that had um, an elbow dislocation from the snatch, she actually had a prior elbow dislocation, which maybe predisposed her to having another injury in the future. Fatigue can be an issue. So whether that's not enough recovery between bouts of training, maybe nutrition is off, maybe sleep is is subpar, maybe have a lot of stress, you know, there's a lot of reasons why these elbows can dislocate. And the other piece is, who knows? I'm just guessing. We really need more research in this area. We want to try to figure out why this is happening and how we can address it, right? So now that we know the potential reasons why we're getting hurt, right? And again, it's just a guess. So keep that in mind. Take it all with a grain of salt. How do we correct some of these technical issues? So for one, you can try to cue your athletes a little bit better. We can try to get better technique via cueing and coaching. Right, So these are also cues that I've taken from the folks at Power Monkey Fitness, uh, mostly from Mike's service. So one of the things that Mike talks about is trying to aggressively extend the elbows and really push those elbows up. So you're trying to lock those elbows in place. We're trying to make sure that we create a stable elbow, right? The other cue that you can try is push those elbow pits up. So you're trying to put your athletes into relative external rotation, put that elbow pit up so we don't have that valgus force on the elbow. The other cue that I like a lot is trying to get the bar over the crown of the head, right? So over here, you'll see that Mike's in the bottom of his overhead squat or snatch and the bar is kind of right over the back of his head here. That's what I mean by the crown of the head. All right. So if I shoot my head really far forward, that actually increases flexion or abduction at the shoulder, which is going to drive shoulder internal rotation. And again, it's going to put the medial elbow facing down, increasing valgus forces on the elbow. All right. So we want to make sure that when we're coaching your athlete, you're getting that bar over the crown of the head and not shooting the head really far forward. All right. And that's really going to require a lot of mobility coming from the ankle, the hip and the spine. And the last piece is that we need to work on bar path right now. This is a huge topic and it's basically, you know, how do you correct someone's snatch technique? There's a lot to it It takes courses, days, years in practice, right? And that's definitely not today's topic. All right, but working on these technical issues can probably reduce some of the stress on the inside of the elbow. Okay, next, what can we do with mobility? Well, if we can improve ankle, hip, and spine mobility, as well as the shoulder, that's going to reduce the amount of hyperabduction at the shoulder. So if you look at these two athletes right here, this athlete on the left has a ton of mobility in the hip, knee, ankle, and also the upper back here. Whereas the athlete on the right has a lot of mobility restrictions in general, right? And one of the things that's going to happen, and the angle of the picture is not the best, is that this athlete is going to have to make up for the lack of mobility at the shoulder as well as the elbow. So you can see here, she's kind of hyperextending her elbow here. And that's probably partly because she doesn't have enough mobility at the hip and the ankle and the thoracic spine here. So if I'm lacking mobility down the chain, that's going to increase some stress on the elbow directly, just because now we have to try to make up for that motion at the elbow, and also because it's going to internally rotate the shoulder. And you can see from this angle, just because of the way the elbow is bent, that the back of the elbow is facing directly backwards, and the elbow pit is facing forwards. So that medial elbow is facing right down. Okay. Whereas on the other side, you have the elbow pit facing a little bit more up. You can see it's kind of forward some, but it's mostly up. So we're minimizing some of those valgus forces right on the elbow here, right? And again, this is not a mobility, um, lecture. I've written a ridiculous amount about this in the past, but, uh, keep in mind if you want to try to improve your squat mobility, it's probably gonna reduce some stress on the elbow. Okay. And lastly, strength. And this is another one that's a little tough to wrap your brain around. So here's the thing. Your body is going to adopt the strongest position when the weight exceeds its ability to handle that force. All right? So for me, when I'm coming out of the hole in my clean, so here's me cleaning over here. When I catch the weight, and this is a heavy load, I'm pretty upright with my torso. But as soon as I come up out of the hole, you can see my hips shoot back, and my torso comes forward, okay? I'm not strong enough to stay upright in my front squat, okay? I resort to hips back because that's a stronger position for me, right? And now this is not a snatch or an overhead squat, but if I had my arms straight overhead in this first image, that's probably not gonna be a ton of stress on my elbow and shoulder because the bar is over the crown of my head. But as soon as I come out of the hole, my torso angle changes a lot, okay? My hips go way back because of that, that hyper abducts my shoulder, which is going to eventually lead down a whole cascade of additional elbow force. All right. So the thing is, if I want to correct this problem, it doesn't matter how much mobility I do. I just simply need to get stronger in an upright position. So if we're trying to get better at Olympic weightlifting in general, we probably want to get nice and strong in the squat and upright position, but it's also going to decrease some of the stress on the elbow. So win, win. Okay. And that's it. Thank you very much, guys, for following along here. Uh, I just want to reiterate again that, you know, these are my own thoughts. I'd love to hear yours. So please let me know in the comment section below what you're thinking. Uh, if you really like this content, please like and subscribe. Here are the reference that I use. I'm going to put those in the show notes again. And uh, thank you. And I'll see you on the next one.